All right. So we've been telling you guys for a few days here that uh, we got a dope guest who's coming on. Showed the video a little bit ago. Uh, man, this dude is really all about the uh, the 420 crew because he's playing a football game, throws a touchdown, sparks a J on the field, <laughs> the Glacier Pack. So <laughs> the team that he's going against, smoking the Glacier Pack on the field. And then just comes out and shreds them for like four more touchdowns after that. He's in the building. Jason Stewart, a.k.a. QB Stew. Let's bring him out here. Yeah. What up? Come in, man. Love. Hell yeah, man. How's it going? Bro, I love the song selection. And man, and he never gets old. Never, never gets old. <laughs> so Thank yeah, man. Thanks. Me, bro. Hell yeah! And uh, long time coming. Um, for we do uh, fantasy football content for the most part. We're dabbling in other things now, and we do. We were doing a daily news show, and this must have been a few months after it happened. But that's how dope it was that it was still circling around on the internet. And so I showed everybody uh, the clip, and ever since then, everyone, everyone's fucking with QB Stew. I love the play on words, dab dabbling. <laughs> Hell yeah. No pun intended, but yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it, bro. You know, why I did it was actually much bigger than a lot of people realize. Uh, when you watch the, the full version of the video, you'll see, like, they panned over to me after the touchdown, and I talk about, like, why is it okay for an athlete to, to chug a beer Yep. And it's but it's not OK for us to, you know, medicate because at yep. the end of the day, cannabis is medicine. And um, a lot of us deal with different things. You know, myself, I've always dealt with anxiety and uh, uh, some other you know issues. And, and cannabis was for me a substitute from pills. They had put me on uh, a lot of different pills for when I separated my shoulders in college. Okay. And um, they had me on hydrocodones, and I hated playing on hydros. I, I, it made my head feel like it was separated from my body. Whereas cannabis, surprisingly, I could still, you know, I could still be fried and play at a high level, truly, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah, Ricky Williams, he's been on our, our channel a few times. And, uh, you know, I mean, the most famous weed advocate, Absolutely. you know, out there. And. Yeah, man. I mean, fuck the pills. I mean, we see all everyone, a lot of people getting addicted to opioids every single year. And finally, now are we maybe hearing about cannabis not being a schedule one drug? Like it's finally getting to the point where it might not be. That's, that shit needs to happen. Yeah, it's all political. You know, at the end of the day, it wasn't a matter of the government actually being worried about uh, uh, people's health and wellness or or cigarettes would be outlawed. You know, a lot a lot of and I'm not you know, I'm not coming at people who smoke cigarettes, but it's just the concepts, you know, like yeah. if, if that was really the case, you know, a lot of different things would not be allowed. And um, now that they're figuring out ways to tax it and actually monetize and benefit off it themselves, now all of a sudden, oh, it's okay. So when people take the time to actually do the research on how cannabis even uh, started to become outlawed and, and why they started to create po propaganda against it, um, they realize it actually is a lot deeper than it just being some, you know, drug that people shouldn't use. And I grew up on the same type of propaganda, you know, the D.A.R.E. commercials and 
And uh, if you smoke, you're going to just melt in your couch. I mean, for, you're, like, look at you, bro. You're, you're hot right now, still being productive, doing a podcast, yep. you know, talking sports. Like, so this is just more proof in the pudding that, like, you know, like, let us live, truly. Let us live. So the one thing I will say, after I smoked in the game, <laughs> I knew th the pressure actually went up. Hell because yeah. I said, if I if I hit this, it was the third play of the game. If I hit this and then throw interceptions or play bad, they're going to blame it on the gas. Yeah. So and, I, um, I was like, I got to go crazy after this. <laughs> Hell yeah. And my co-host, uh, Bogey, he, he put in the chat right now. He said cannabis is a performance enhancement drug, hands down. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's, it's how I prefer to play. Also, when I was talking about anxiety, if I, if I throw an incomplete pass and I'm high, I don't care about the incomplete pass. I'm vibing. I'm, th I'm thinking about the next play, you know? So, oh, yeah. and to be honest, like a lot of time when you smoke by, by warmups and by the game, when that, when it actually starts, you've already got a good sweat going. So it's yeah. not even like you're like, you know, your eyes are crossed. Like you just feel good. You know, it's a, it's like the same reason why some guys, I know some running backs and some defense, like Marshawn Lynch would take shots before the game. Just so that way, you know, he'll get a little numbness and actually, you know, be okay with the contact. So, yeah, like I said, it was more, of course, it, it, it was like a troll moment, you know, it went viral. But to me, it was more so like I really wanted to do this for the entire cannabis community and like prove a point that like you can do this and still play at an exceptional level. And there's a lot of athletes that have already done it, too. So to me, it was just yeah. my own way of doing it. Hell yeah, man. And uh, shout out to you for doing it. Cause I mean, you knew you were going to, I'm sure you knew you were going to have a negative backlash from uh, the squad. I mean, did you, did you already assume that was going to be your last game like with them when you did that? So I knew it would be 50, 50, you know, and, and for everyone watching, I encourage you to never don't ever do or not do something because of the reaction or what people might say at the end of the day, like stay true to yourself because when we die, like, or when you're on your ed when you're on your deathbed, all you're gonna think about is what you didn't do, you know. And to me, I kind of came into the league uh, as a bit of a joker in the regards to I was already retired for like four years. You oh, know, shit. I, I've been a full time day trader since 2017, so I wasn't really reliant upon the money, and I also didn't care about trying to go to another league. I was just there to have fun and get more brand awareness. And like oh, to man. me, that. That was a freedom in that because it's like I can play and not care about any rules, not care about any opportunities like and what's cool is after doing it, you know, I got deals with uh, with raw papers. I got deals oh, yeah. with with <laughs> cookies, you know, so a lot of different brands reached out to me and, and showed love, uh, you know, for Hell the celebration yeah. and then even destroying, you know, I, I couldn't have planned that a really big YouTuber. Ends up bringing me on NFL tour. I got to throw with Michael Vick. I got to throw with Eli Manning. And so these type of things are a prime example. You know, if you stay true to who you are, there's going to be doors that open up for you that no person can close. So oh, it yeah. is what it is, man. I'm just being me. You know, everyone else is taken. That's dope. That's dope. And uh, yeah, the day trading. I mean, it, it dope that has been doing good enough to where like, yeah, you could do whatever the hell you want. What what was the league called? It was the fan, the fan controlled one, right? Yep. The FCFL, the fan controlled football league had Johnny Manziel in it. He and I were on the same team. Oh, yeah. uh, Tara Owens was in it. Some owners were like 
uh, Quavo, Drewski, Destroying, Marshawn Lynch. So, like I said, the as Steve Aoki was there, performed a, after a game. Nice. So, to me, it was just more so the entertainment aspect and the, and the networking that really appealed to me. Because how much – I mean, how, how much did the players get? Like, what do you think the average was in that league of getting paid? Not much, bro. Honestly, yeah. like I said, we none of us were – I mean, some guys – Unfortunately, we're there for the money, but like, like I said to me, I actually lost money playing in the league because oh, it was, just, well, just as far as like my normal uh, monthly incomes concerned, I, right. you know, I, I quickly realized I can't be one foot in, one foot out. Uh, everyone that was there was like fully focused on the game and playing at their highest level. So then I'm like, all right, I got to put my my businesses and operations on hold so that way i can play at my highest level because i've never been the most talented i've always had to do extra work you know really know the ins and outs of the playbook know my personnel form the relationship and bond with my teammates so that way we can all operate at a high level and you know that's why i didn't do it first game of the season either because i wanted to show like i can actually play like i'm really a baller but the last game I did it, uh, I ended up breaking my foot and tore all the ligaments in my foot, too. So my oh, season shit. would have been over regardless. And what do you know? You know, I, after I break my foot, what's the first thing I want? You know, some medicine. My foot is yeah. like, <laughs> you know, so just it just goes to show that joint that I smoked. I ended up smoking that after the game because I needed some, some some medication for my foot. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was going to ask you about that because I saw was it like right at the end of the game when you got hurt? Yep, it was, uh, we were already up 30. I didn't need to be in the game anymore. And it was like uh, third and long. I dropped back, nothing was open. I run, I pick up the first down, but the way that turf was, it wasn't normal turf. It's like, uh, I can't even explain it. it. It's whoever picked that turf, I like, I, I want to talk to them. Cause it's like that there were so many injuries throughout the league of people's knees and feet and ankles going out. And my foot got caught in the turf and literally my toe touched my shin and yeah yeah, yeah it's it's the, it was the most painful injury i've had in my whole career of playing and i instantly knew that my it felt like my foot exploded Fuck. so yeah you know it's funny too because after the game i still wanted to go celebrate with my team so you know i i, I hobbled my way to the bar to to have uh one drink with the boys and then uh, I had to have a friend drive me home because I couldn't even I couldn't even put my foot on the pedals. Damn. Well, you went out like a G. Either hey, way, went out on a high <laughs> note, bro. Went out on a high <laughs> note. Hell yeah! And uh, so you said you were retired for like years at that point. Where where'd you uh, where'd you play college at? So my my the the summary of my career was I played only one year of high school football at the varsity level. Um, I was a, a late bloomer. I was more of a basketball player than a football player. But okay. once I started playing quarterback, I fell in love with it. And I felt like I could play at a high level. I just knew I needed more time to develop. So I bet on myself. I went to junior college for two years in Kansas. Uh, my sophomore year, I became the number one quarterback in the nation. I signed to Memphis. I got to Memphis. I was behind Paxton Lynch, who was a projected first rounder. Yeah. Um. I only got to I got to do a lot of mop up duty, but then I actually got to play against Cincinnati one game. I was the MVP of that game, so that at least was a blessing to me because I got to show like, you know, I'm not just some Joe Schmo. Like I even you know what I'm saying. So yeah. Uh, Paxton and I were best friends. 
Sorry. We were roommates. Our class schedule was identical. So when he went to the Broncos, I moved out there with him. And I never did my pro day. I failed three drug tests at Memphis. Like, cannabis has been a large part of my career, uh, you know, for many years. So it's not like I was new to this. <clears throat> and um, obviously moving to Denver, it was like at the time the yeah. Mecca, you know. For sure. So I remember when he got drafted to the Broncos, he was shedding a tear and I started shedding tears, but for different reasons. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I was out there in 2017. And then that's when I started to say, OK, my best friend is making millions playing football, but I don't get to play football anymore. So that's what even got me into day trading. And then I moved to Atlanta in 2019 and um 2020 or maybe 2021 was when I, I think maybe it was even 2022. Yeah, 2022. So two years had gone by from even when I moved there. And then I noticed there's a league in Atlanta. So the commissioner asked me to come to a tryout. I showed up to the tryout, did my thing. And then the rest is kind of history. Tight. And I remember hearing about the league and I mean, because of guys like T.O. and Marshawn Lynch, you know, getting involved. What uh, like out of anybody who was like just like famous before that league you remember seeing anybody putting like dope plays out there yeah so i was watching johnny they were house of highlights kept posting johnny's uh big plays and the first year i didn't go do it because they had like covid was a large part of what was going on yeah so uh like the players were on lockdown they couldn't even leave the hotel like it was it was pretty serious so i just watched as a fan uh the first league and i saw that they had a celebration camp and to me, I thought, wouldn't that be something if uh, a player scored and went to the celebration cam and sparked up? Hell yeah. <laughs> and then that's when the idea was born. And then I started telling some of my friends about it. And they were like, yeah, that would be mad funny. And so, you know, that was always my plan. Like, and I have receipts, you know, it's like I, 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 I learned that whenever you have an idea or a vision, the best thing you can do is share with as many people as possible, even if they don't see it you're putting more pressure on yourself to actually complete it. Because now if you don't do it, you're a liar. And that's one thing I never want to be, you know? So I actually started telling a lot of people, even players in the league, week one, you know, I'm telling them I'm here because watch, one of these games, I'm going to hit the gas after a touchdown. <laughs> and um, the stars just aligned, you know? Destroying has a bigger platform than the league was even producing. Yeah. So I told him, you know, the week that he was there, I'm like, bro, after this touchdown, just know I got something for you. So, <laughs> you know, that's how it worked out. Hell yeah. Shout out to Peacock who said legendary. Hell yeah. And uh, I'm sure you've been doing dope shit, you know, for, for your whole life. But yeah, that, <laughs> that, that turned you into a legend automatically. And yeah, and I mean, the I, I don't know if you saw the little video that I posted. Like I kind of, that, that video that you guys had, I just chopped it up into like a minute so people could see a bunch of stuff. But I made sure to leave in the part, you know, shout out to the VA and Plants Over Pills and just every, everything that you said before, you know, like, yeah, it's cool to drink a beer, but God forbid we hit the gas. And so. Yeah. So that's all it really was. You know, it's, it's like I said, a lot of times things are deeper rooted, you know, and but, you know, I can't explain all that when I'm hitting it. So I'm theatrical, you know, I'm an entertainer to the core. So it's like that was, you know, I hit it. I said I'm smoking on the op, you know, smoking the Glacier Pack. And then I even stayed on brand to the FCF. I said stay zapped because I was yeah. playing for the Zappers and all the fans were calling me Captain Zap Sparrow. 
because <laughs> uh, when I run, they said I was running like a uh, 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 Jack Sparrow. So I loved it, you know. Like I had a great rapport with the fans. I loved. I viewed it as the WWE of football. Yeah. So to me, I felt like the FCF should have rallied behind that because I kept telling them we can't compete with the NFL, XFL, or now UFL, or even the CFL. We can't compete with the level or quality of football that they're producing. So if you know you can't compete with that potency of product, then let's create our own lane. Let's be the WWE because obviously WWE is vastly different from UFC, but there's a yeah. lane for both. So yeah. that was just how I was thinking. They even encouraged us to to score and take a shot or, you know, score and, and, and chug a beer. But it's like, obviously, okay. Georgia, marijuana is still illegal. So yeah. I actually had a friend come to the game just in case I got arrested. I'm like, I I'll give you the money for bail. But, you know, don't leave me in there longer than an hour, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it fucking sucks that not every state has come around to it. I'm, I'm originally from Cali, and, I mean, I'm 38 right now. So ever since I was, I mean, 1994 or whatever, 96, one of the two, that's when it went legal for medical. And by the time I was 18, I mean, it was pretty easy to get a card and be 100% legal with it. In due time, you know, in due time. That's the reality of it. It's the same as NIL. You know, we were all preaching NIL mm -hmm. way before NIL. And even oh, yeah. me being number one quarterback in the nation, I would have got a bag, you know? So yeah. it's like, but I'm still grateful. I had to take my own route and my own journey, um, you know, to, to get to where I am today. So I wouldn't change it. But it's just a lot of times when you know something's not right and it should be changed. Like I said, you got to be the activist. You got to you got to be the 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 person who leads the charge, you know, and I'm not, what I did was a glimpse on the scale. You know, Michael Phelps has, has been active about talking about it. Percy Harvin said there wasn't a game he didn't play. He wasn't high Ricky Williams. So Kevin Durant talks about playing high. So, you know, I'm just a, a little, just a little speck on, on the overall. But to me, that was, you know, that was just me flipping my coin and in, in the wishing well, you know, like, that was my little moment in time. And like you said, now I still do stuff outside of it. I do kind of like, I wouldn't call them so, so much trick shots, but you know, I went to DC. I live, I'm from the DMV area. So I thought it would be cool to throw over the reflection pool that okay. had over a million views. And then I just went to New Hampshire and I told my boy who's, uh, who he was a receiver in the XFL. Uh, I was like, bro, get on some skis and <laughs> let me throw you a bomb, you know? And so. <laughs> House of Highlights hit me up about that video. So it's like, right. I got a lot more ideas as far as just six, seven second uh, scenes that include a ball and some type of emote, you know, like yeah. that's back to the creativity, you know, cannabis opens up. And this is one thing I want to say too. There's cannabinoid receptors in our brain. So to me, it's like, why would God put receptors in our brain if there wasn't any need or usage for that specific thing. And then also God said that everything he made is good. So we're talking about a plant, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, these are things. And also I know I'm, uh, uh, I know I'm kind of going off in left field, but to me, it's like, what's wrong with me smoking marijuana and still loving Jesus, you know, like, it's just, it's, once again, you know, it's you got to be a trailblazer to an extent. You got to stand on what you believe in and what you love. Like, I smoke cannabis 
but I still love God. I still love Jesus. I still want to treat people properly the way I would want to be treated. You know, I lead with love. So even Shakespeare said, one touch of kin can make the whole world family. I mean, <laughs> one touch of nature can make the whole world kin is what he said. So what touch of nature do you think he's talking about? Hell yeah. And I know it's like a joke in Friday, you know, where Smokey's like, you know, God put this here for me and you take advantage. But like, it is just a plant that just grows out of the ground. Truly, man. Even the anointing oil included cannabis. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like well, they would put anointing oil on people's heads and it would seep into their scalp. And it's like there was cannabis, there was cannabinoids in within that oil. So it's like. You know, it just takes time for people to do a little research and just have a little bit more open. I mean, the first miracle he, that Jesus ever performed was turning water into wine. So it's like, and he's, you know, the, the scripture says, don't drink to be a drunkard. So, you know, and I don't even really drink like that. And, you know, all the only drug, you know, quote unquote drug that I even do is cannabis. So it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to... Uh, to promote kids to go, you know, do a bunch of drugs, but it's like, we're talking about a medicine. We're talking about a plant. We're talking about something that for so long has been viewed as devil's lettuce, you know? And it's like, I, gotta, I just disagree. I just disagree. We got our homie here, Marco, who's all the way in Germany. And there was a, a politician who said the reason why weed is not going to be legal is because it's not broccoli. Yeah, yeah. Literally what he said, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's those type of guys who you would think they're high with the shit they say, you know? And it's like, brother, like, you, you need to rewind that. You know what I'm saying? It's, so, you know, I, I like what Kodak said, you know? He said, uh, I'm a healthy, told the doctor, I'm a healthy kid. I smoke broccoli, you know? <laughs> so it's like, that's how I look at it, but. You know, it is what it is, man. I just want people to be themselves, bro, because life is so short, man. My my best friend, my roommate in college, he was the number one offensive lineman in the country. He went to Florida State, and he passed away two years ago. I got his number tatted on my wrist, man. It's like life is so short. You know, I've lost a lot of brothers, a lot of people who are very close to me. They're just not here. So it's like I really look at life as day by day, you know, day to day, not a month from now, two years from now. And um, I feel like when you live that way, you don't leave anything on the table. Hell yeah. And our homie Dennis here, he said his four-year-old daughter's on medical cannabis. Shit's a lifesaver. And he said medical cannabis has been a miracle for her and us. And I, I was, uh, it's crazy hearing like people's stories like that because you never know. And like at one point, he's just a random guy, you know, and I mean, way we've met in person now and, you know, all types of shit now. And uh, for him to share a story about his daughter, you know, like, Literally, medical cannabis is saving her life right now. And more stories like that need to be heard because, like, that's the reality, you know? Even my mom, she's been battling stage four breast cancer for about three and a half, four years now. And, like, the gummies really help her get good rest. Oh, yeah. They really help her with her appetite because she's to the point where, you know, she doesn't even want to eat dinner anymore. And, like, yeah. as a son watching a single mother... uh go through this and deteriorate right before my eyes. Cause like I said, I was living in Atlanta. I left Atlanta just to come be with my mom because it's like, she gave me the world, you know, me and my little brother. So it's like me to have to witness this is, you know, it's like, 
I have to medicate too, bro, because I'm sitting here hurting watching my mom go through this, you know? So it's like, that's yeah. one of the things that help, helps me uh, grieve and, and at least, you know, uh, like navigate my emotions a little bit better and yeah. just understanding, like, we can only control what we can control. But, you know, it's more stories like that that need to be heard because that's far greater than, you know, even what I'm using it for. Yeah, and I know... uh Definitely myself. I'm using it for a lot of a lot of medical reasons. Um, you know, a lot of it just to stay sane. How about that? Through like just regular day to day, because uh, a lot of shit in normal life is stressful. And so, I don't know why uh, people would turn to alcohol, you know, versus something that's gonna put you on the up and up, not the down. And shout out to our homie uh, Peacock, who uh, he just passed one year. So I, I call it California sober when you're not drinking, but you know, you might partake in the weed or the mushrooms. Um, that's all right. If, if it's, uh, if it's natural, I'm all about it. And he quoted uh, half baked. I don't do drugs, just weed. Just weed. <laughs> Truly, man. You know, it, it'll be a beautiful day when it's just, you know, like you said, acceptable across the world, not just the United States, because I've been to all 50 states. I've been to 20 countries. Just it's been an absolute blessing. Traveling is one of my favorite things to do just yeah. because you get different perspectives. You know, you get to experience life. And and uh, I, I feel like staying in the same place is like staying in the same page in a book. You know, there's there's so many other pages and things that you can experience. So um, that's obviously I love you know, it's like me and my boy, uh, one of my other quarterbacks I played with at Memphis, we would always say, like, we just amplifies life a little bit, you know? It just makes it a little bit better, you know? And oh, it's yeah. like, it kind of makes you a bit more present at times, too, you know? So say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I kind of view it as peanut butter as well. You know, some some people, they even smell peanut butter and they end up in the hospital. And some people, they can eat a whole jar and be okay. So each person needs to understand what they can handle and, um, you know, what the adequate amount is for them. And not everyone needs it. That's the reality. Not everyone needs it. So, you know, for the people who do, let us do us. And for the people who don't, they won't. So it's that's ultimately is going to be a beautiful day, man, when when the world accepts it for what it is, but we live in 2024. So there's progress, not, you know, it's not perfect, but it, it is some progress that we're experiencing. So hopefully we get to see that day. Hell yeah. And I know for me, I've been such a weed advocate and doing things not the right way in uh, society's standards that has uh, definitely made things a little bit harder for me. I mean, shit, even with the content that I'm doing now, if I would have never involved weed like at all, like I probably would have like, you know, more views, more subs, like all this kind of shit. But like everybody that I've met who's found me and like likes the weed part of it, those are like the ride or dies. And so like, I'd rather not have as many fake people around. I'd rather have some real ones around. And so uh, the potency of your circle and your community, like I, like you said, man, it's, it's not about being the biggest. It's not about getting the most views. Cause same thing, bro. Like I've always been the class clown. I could, there's so many things that would have been off brand, 
right? That I could have done. Like, I don't know if you remember Boot Gang and a couple of those other guys where they were mm -hmm. just, you go in a store and you stand up on a table and you yell and you, but that's not me. I could yeah. have done that. I could have gone that route and gone viral, but it would never have been for the right reasons. Yeah. So a lot of time, if we just, like I said, stay true to who you are and don't, you know, don't water down the product just to try to get more people on it. You know, it's like blue magic was potent and I'm not, <laughs> and I, don't, I hate to compare it to heroin, but it's like, you know, it's like, if your product is your product and it's potent, then just keep it that and the right people will find it. And when they find it, they'll love you for it because they'll, they'll know what you just said. This guy could, this guy could just be doing a fantasy show. You know, I see some, I don't even yes. play fantasy football. Exactly. People will love you for you, bro. And as long as you continue to be that light and be that example, then the right people will find you. Oh yeah. And, uh, our homie bakes a lot said, "What's the dopest dope you've ever smoked?" He said, "What's the glacier?" I mean, honestly, in Denver, uh, you know, De Denver, Colorado was definitely probably some of the like high highest uh, THC levels. Um, Vegas had some good stuff too, but that to me was obviously, you know, like after I hit that, I'm like, whoa, like you know, because it's, <laughs> it's like you're, you know, just the the moment of it and. You know, it's just one of those things. Even if I played in another league, I would never do it again. Like, I don't like repeating, yeah. you know. it's To me, it's it was a moment in time, you know. Like, that was the yeah. only type of league that I would have wanted to do it in. If I yeah. if I ever played in the UFL or, or the NFL or any, which I, I never would, but if I did, I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm a smart guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But with a league like that where it's entertainment-based and you got fans picking plays off Twitch and you got – all these en entertainers and, and characters who are the owners, like that's the league you do it in. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just, I, I, I never understood why, uh, I never understood why they didn't get rally behind it more because that one clip drove more traffic to their league than any other previous clip. Hell yeah. So you know. I never saw anything from that league at all. Random, you know, little stories here and there that, that'll just go. But yeah, so that game that, that you destroyed them in smoking the joint. I mean, that's the most that I've ever, that I've seen from that entire league. So yeah, if it wasn't for you. I, I wouldn't even really even, it'd be an afterthought in my head. <laughs> and there was a lot of people who, who said, I want to, you know, I want to watch the league just to see QB Stew. Like, I, I want to see what he does. Like, we, we're here for him now, but obviously breaking my foot, that was yeah. the end of uh, – but now what is cool, though, is when I went to the Zappers, I got traded uh, for T.O. to go to the Zappers. <laughs> I guess <laughs> Right, that, that that part is, you know, I got to throw that in because it's like you get oh, traded yeah. for a Hall of Famer. I don't care how old he is. Like, you know, I grew up watching the guy, so – uh i go to the zappers they were they hadn't won a game so if they lost another game they would have had been uh exited from the playoffs so i get there and we don't lose and then even after i break my foot they make it to the playoffs and end up winning the championship with right. um, a quarterback named kelly bryant who was at clemson and missouri great guy the one thing I will say I loved about the FCF is the whole league practiced on the same field and we all lived in the same hotel. Cool. So that part was dope, bro. Cause like all the quarterbacks are practicing together. All the receivers, running backs, everybody is practicing together. We all eat lunch together. Like that part was dope, bro. Cause it's like, you're competing against people, but then you know, you're going to see them in the hotel right after. So it's yeah. like, 
you know, it, it's like we all understood. Of course, you want to put your best uh, product on the field, but everyone's the homie. You know, it's there. There weren't any issues with people. Like it would. That was really a cool aspect that I did enjoy. Any funny situations happen with Johnny? I just, to me, honestly, bro. Like I remember being in the locker room when I my first game with the Zappers, and Johnny would basically he he didn't go to practices. Johnny would just show for the games, right? And uh, John, you know, Johnny, you know, so uh, I remember him coming in the locker room and him just clapping, like slow clap. And he was like, we finally got ourselves a quarterback. And, bruh, that shit there, I should have gangster tear, man. That right there. Because I was, you know, John, it's Johnny, bro. Like, Hell yeah. you know, I would be lying if I said, I, you know, I, I remember the first game I played on the Beast, uh, I was on a whole other team. And I remember going to the locker room after the game and seeing that Johnny had followed me because I had three touchdowns. I was, I was, you know, 360 reversing out of the pocket, just throwing up jump balls. Like, and just him following me was like real recognized, real, you know, he, he, oh, yeah. and, but that was also something smart I did too. I put QB Stu on the back of my Jersey, understanding yeah. that anyone who watches, like, this is a, 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 I'm a walking billboard, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's dope. And when, and when did it like on social media, when do you think, like, what was the moment that made you like spike? Cause you got like what, almost 200,000 like followers on IG. Where was the spike moment? I would say before the league, I was at like 86, 87,000. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's just been a combination of that, that video dropping obviously drew a lot of traffic, but like I said, even, uh, I started taking videos at these one-on-one -on -one events that, that destroying was doing. Cause he asked me to come on tour with them. And I said to myself, the videos you post on YouTube are always just receiver and DB, but we never see the quarterback pop. Yeah. And to me, the POV of the throw is there's the art to it. And I'm yeah. not just, it's, this is not just Stu. This is any quarterback who's immaculate. Like, when I went to New Jersey and I saw Michael Vick throw in person, Mike was telling, come on, Stu, go ahead, throw. I'm like, Mike, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> I'm watching you throw right now, brother. Like, to me, and because Michael Vick was my GOAT, you know? I, oh, yeah. I'm from Virginia. Like, I got Allen Iverson tatted on my bicep. Like, I, it was just <laughs> surreal, you know? I'm like, wow, I had to pitch myself. I'm like, this is really happening. I'm throwing with Michael Vick. Like, so these type of uh, videos, I always wanted to, to film because people need to see the trajectory and the artistry and, like, the windows that we're throwing these passes into. Mm -hmm. And so that's what gave me the idea, wow, why don't I start doing these throws, but, like, in different environments? You know, I got, I got, a, I got a, a throw that I have planned. I got to fly all the way to Alaska for it. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, ha I I I have another idea, another concept. I write them all down in my notes, you know. But oh, once yeah. again, where are we getting these ideas? <laughs> Definitely right after a session or during the session. Got to be absolutely, you know. <laughs> so I have uh, I have probably 10, 20 different concepts written down. I want to go to Paris, you know, like I want, when the right. sun's setting and 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 the Eiffel Tower starts flickering, and I want to throw a 60 yard bomb with the tower in the background, turn around, take a sip of coffee or some shit. Like, you know, th these are just moments in time, brother, that like, if I'm already traveling to these places and enjoying life, how difficult is it to put an NFL ball in my bag and, you know, do three, two or three throws, Yeah. you know? So 
people obviously are enjoying them, you know? So it's like, like I said, there's going to be people who love them. There's going to be people who hate them. But I love that Gary Vee always talks about, you got to be so focused, you can't hear the crowd. Because if you allow the the applaud to get you too high or the booze to get you too low, you're being, you're, you're operating off the wrong people. You know, it's like, I, I, there's a lot of people who comment goat or flames or whatever. And it's like, I appreciate it, but only to an extent because those same people could be talking shit the next day. So you can't, you know, you just can't allow your life to, to, to be determined or to, to put the value on your life or the things you enjoy doing based on what someone, some other individual has to say. And more often than not, it's usually people with no profile picture, no posts and just like, and this is what this is the last thing I'm gonna say because I know it could be long winded sometimes, so I apologize, guys. You're good. You're good. But you know, my it's like the AD the ADHD. You know, it's like my brain, Bing, Bing, Bing. Um, the one thing I'm gonna say is, a lot of times when it comes to those style of content, I always say to myself, "What am I putting out versus what are they putting out?" In regards yeah. to, I'm not on people's pages hating. Right. Yeah. You either are giving love or you're giving hate. Yeah. So even a lot of time I respond to hate with love because I know they're not actually mad at me. I know they're hurting. I, yeah. I know more often than not that something along the way has them hurting. And I'm genuine. I genuinely mean this. I want I want them to heal because it's like you wouldn't be you wouldn't have a fake burner account on pages saying the most disrespectful, hateful shit trying to hurt people's feelings if you weren't also hurting right i compare it to like why don't we why do we not ask homeless people for money right why respectfully because i used to be homeless yeah. brother i used to there was a time where i had to sleep in storage units i had to sleep in ihops i slept in any time fitness bathrooms so i i used to be this person i never panhandled because i knew it was only for a short period of time but we don't ask homeless people for money because they don't have it so you can't expect a person to give you love that doesn't have it. That's so for sure. I hope they receive it. You know, I hope they heal. I, I, I hope life gets better for them because at the end of the day, they wouldn't be given that if that's where they weren't in life. So, you know, I genuinely want to put love out. I genuinely want people to go after their dreams. I genuinely want people to do what they're passionate about doing because we never know when life is over and when life is over that's it you got to do what you got to do whether you're into music whether you're into podcast go do what you want to do truly hell yeah covid kind of pushed me into this and uh, i'm still doing shit that like even when people ask what do you do like if it's someone who doesn't understand it's like weird to say i make money by giving good advice about fantasy football and people pay me for it it's a beautiful thing, brother. Like, there's not, and don't feel bad for that, bro. Don't feel bad no, for I that. Don't. No, I don't. You shouldn't, because at the end of the day, uh, one door closed, and you, I, you, you know, what I'm saying sometimes it requires us having to be forced into the blessing. You know, like that's just the reality. You know, and yeah. I'm just glad that you said, you know what, I'm capable. I'm more than enough. No one has to qualify me to talk about this. I qualify myself. You know, so keep doing what you're doing, bro. Like, there's obviously a community that appreciates it and also is interested in the same thing. Like, you're making your own lane, bro. You're making your own lane. 
And it's fun. And like even uh, Bake Slice that I bet QB Stew would get along with Ricky. Got to get them on the stream in the uh, at the same time in the future. And yeah, see, I would love to have, you know, just like a panel of different athletes, different walks of life and all that. And we're just talking about, that doesn't even matter. Talking about just different things and whether it's the cannabis industry, whether it's the culture. I mean, there's so many things that I know that just people want to hear athletes talk about it because like, I played baseball when I was younger. I was smoking before every single game in high school. And even when we played like as adults, still getting stoned right before the games, like nothing changes. And then like Ricky Williams here and, you know, he's doing the exact same thing when he's <laughs> in high school and then in college and hearing his story about, yeah, this guy, he, uh, it was the first time that I like really hit a bong. He was like, and then I had two, 300 yard games, <laughs> the next two games after that. <laughs> And it's just a game, you know? That's the reality. Like, within five seconds, tell me who won the 2011 Super Bowl. Uh, Packers, right? I don't know. Like I said, that's, and this is yeah. coming from a quarterback. I don't know, bro. Like, I'm sure if yeah. I, you know, but it's just the concept. Like, it's just a game, bro. Like, if I told you list the last 10 Super Bowl winners, like, it's like, okay, that would take some real thoughts, you know, to really write them all out. It's just a game. Like, the reason we all get into the game is because we love the game. Most of yeah. us, you know, and it's like, that's the only reason I went back to the game was because I love it. That's the only reason I still throw a football is because I love it. So with what you talked about and the anxiety, the heartaches, like life is just like gravity. Shit is heavy. It can be not always, but it can be. So when there's something you can do, that makes you forget about the gravity of life. Do that thing. That's why I still throw football. Because when I go to these different places, the only thing I'm thinking, I'm not thinking about my mom being sick. I'm not thinking about all the hate comments. I'm not thinking about, you know, my fam. I'm not thinking about money. I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking about any of those things. I'm thinking about the present moment of I'm out here throwing this ball, doing what I, doing what I love. And after I film this clip, uh, it's going to be a moment in time. And it's once you put something on the internet, it's a seed that you plant. You never know the harvest after it's planted. But if all we focus on is planting as perfectly as we can, that's all that matters. Hell yeah. And uh, what did Marco say? I like QB Stew's hat. What hat you got there? I, so this, the is a, this is a, a custom. Uh, so it's uh, they took the Braves feathers and made it like the Atlanta A. And like oh, yeah. I said, I lived in Atlanta for four years. So, you know, I like to show I like to show love to the places I've been. You know, it's like I'm I'm the type of like even this hoodie. I didn't buy this hoodie. A friend gave me this hoodie. Like I'm the type of person where all my tattoos were are done from an artist that I went to high school with. All the artwork I buy is from a, a, a guy who I've known since second grade. Like I love people, man. I love good, genuine people. I love people who 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 do other people correctly, you know, properly. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm about. So, you know, like I said, man, what, what you put out is what comes back. So I don't, I don't allow the, 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 the energy that I receive to dictate what I put out. Like, I'm just yeah, going yeah. to continue to do that and trust and know that it's a universal law that at the end of the day, if I keep living off this level of frequency and vibration, then that's what I'm going to attract. 100. Hell yeah.
People don't think that that's real, but uh, it's usually the people who are in a bad mood all the time who don't think that that's real. <laughs> yeah, I encourage everyone to go on Google at some point today and, and type in um, the Omega scale, right? You look at the Omega scale, there's a vi vibrational chart, a frequency chart, and you'll see at the top of it is enlightenment, love, peace, joy. The lower you get on the scale, you start to get into hatred, envy, jealousy that's why you get around certain people and they're like i love being around this guy it's something about him it's a it's an energy that he brings and that's why back to the bible jesus said i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end imagine how gangster it would be to say the final score in the second quarter <laughs> that man talked about the final score in the second quarter so <laughs> You know, and even to clarify, in the videos where I say I'm him, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the God inside of me. Right? There's a God inside of you and everyone else watching this. So that's the beauty of it is we all need to wake up and remind ourselves. The, the scripture says faith comes by hearing the word. So I encourage everyone to speak affirmations over their life so that way their faith can, can increase over themselves. You know, like... I am disciplined. I am loving. I am a great communicator. Like these are just simple affirmations that the more you say them, the more your subconscious starts to believe them. And as you start to believe them, you start to live them. And before you know it, because so many people, I hate to say it, but I, I see so many people, they continue to live the life that they're speaking. It says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death. So I speak life. I don't want anyone to die. I speak life. I want people to live. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Everyone's loving what you're saying right now. Shout out to Spencer. He said, all facts, QB stew. Uh, Peacock said, yeah. Bake said, preach, brother. Dennis said, QB stew is that dude. Uh, Toyota One said, this is a true, uh, uh, true, good, genuine dude. Good shit, bro. Yeah, we appreciate you dropping all the knowledge and coming and sharing your story. Because, yeah, that was a dope moment in time that you created that hopefully is never forgotten. And even though you said you're kind of just like a speck or whatever, like pretty much all those guys you mentioned, like that's how short of the list, like it is. Um, so either way, like hopefully you know how dope that was. I appreciate that, bro. Like I said, man, it's, you know, my my name, my story, my moment in time will, will wither away. You know, this is the last thing I'm gonna leave on cause I know we're wrapping up, but I love that King Solomon, he, he was the wisest to ever live outside of Jesus. And he wrote the book of Ecclesiastics. And he said, chasing money, chasing fame, chasing women is like chasing the wind. You can never catch him. So that's what I'm saying, brother. Like, don't worry about chasing the wrong things. These things we can't catch. Have you ever tried to catch wind? Good luck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's unlike Aguilar, right? So, uh, you know, that's, I just encourage people, man, just, just stay prayed up, man. Just continue to treat others how you would want to be treated and just continue, like, you know, the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. So whatever you guys genuinely want in your heart of hearts, just take one step towards that thing. Don't worry about tomorrow. Focus on today. And I uh, appreciate you having me on, bro. Truly, man. Praying for all your success. I appreciate you sending the DM. All the messages were love, good energy. So you know, I didn't mind hopping on here, taking time out of the day. Because remember, time is the one thing we can't get back. Money, you can always get that back. But time, that's precious, man. You can never buy that yeah. back. So I appreciate your time, bro.
Hell yeah. We appreciate your time as well. You got anything that, uh, that you want to, where can people follow you? Anything you got to plug? QB still on all platforms. And I just plug Jesus, man. Like truly. Cause to me, that's what changed my whole life. You know, like I said, man, I could have been in prison. I could have been dead. There was all the people who I was running with in high school. A lot of them ended up with that fate. So it's like my real, you know, I would say the fork in the road, uh, came when I started to really tap into the word and start to pray and start to really seek after something, uh, greater than myself. And, um, you know, like I said, of course, I'm cannabis, uh, activist for that because I do genuinely believe that God created the plant. I mean, I know he did. So it's like, God's not a liar. He said, I have given you all plant yielding seeds. They shall be for you. So it's like, I'm like, okay, I know he's not a liar. You know, it's like I'm, everything I created is good. I know he's not a liar. So, you know, that's that's all I encourage people to do is just continue to see God, uh, stay true to yourself, and, um, you know, just take it one day at a time. I I, tr I have a, a sense that that a lot of people, I know, I, know, I know people are going through things, you know, so I'm truly praying for whatever anxiety people are feeling, that that be healed, whatever depression people are feeling, that a light inside of them comes about. And, um, you know, I just love people, man. I love people. And my little brother, he got bullied a lot. So I was always fighting the people that would pick on him. I got bullied a lot too, even though I was the quarterback and the, I would get bullied for stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm a man of the people, bro. Like I, I, I'm never too big for, for anyone, you know, I'm just a regular average dude, man. Just doing, just doing what I love. So appreciate you having me on. Keep running it up, bro. I'm excited to see where you're at a year from now, two years from now. Like, just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Appreciate you, homie. And Spencer, he said, glad I tuned in for what I needed to hear on my B-Day. Happy birthday, Spencer. Happy birthday, bro. Hell yeah. We appreciate you, bro. And hopefully we can do this again sometime. Just let me know, bro. We'll line it up. I'll meet you on the 50 for the Sounds coin good, toss. <laughs> I All like right, it. Bro, y'all have a great day, man. Y'all be great. Appreciate you. All right, love, Later, bro. bro. You ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind, yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. It don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. Okay, let's go smoke that joint.